Good afternoon, Bars Nation. How are you doing today? It is Monday, September 26th, and this is Bended Knee. We wanted to make sure that we got Bended Knee going again. Scott is on the final leg of his journey. He is actually heading back home as we speak. Um, I will be doing a Bended Knee today, tomorrow. Um, Scott will be home on Wednesday, but he will be doing Fishers of Men, and he's already got some pre-records tonight, some great interviews lined up for this evening for Bards FM. I'm always uh, absolutely honored to fill in when I can, and, and we've needed some bend and knee, guys. We, we need some prayer, prayer, prayer. Times are getting strange. Today, I want to focus on something that I find to be interesting. I, I came across a couple of things that I just found to be really, you know, inspiring um, and, and pretty well said. I, I disagree with some of the things in it, but right now, there's nothing more dangerous than the man and the woman that just wanted to be left alone. You know, we are all Christians. We all just wanted to be left alone. We wanted little government messing with us. We want um, to just take care of our families, to, you know, go to church, to enjoy our lives with some peace, some liberty, some freedom. And we're losing all of this. And I came across something today. And like I said, there's a couple of things that I disagree with in there. You know, it talks about um, fighting with hate, you know, and I disagree with that because this is righteous indignation. This is the anger that, that the righteous anger that God, you know, expects from us at times. But this thing says the most terrifying force of death comes from the hands of men and women that just wanted to be left alone. They try so very hard to mind their own business and provide for themselves and for those that they love. They resist every impulse to fight back, knowing the forced and permanent change of life that will come from it. They know that the moment that they fight back, their lives as they have lived them are over. The moment that the men and the women that wanted to be left alone are forced to fight back or fight back, it is a form of suicide. They are literally killing off who they used to be, which is why when forced to take up violence, these men and women who wanted to be left alone will fight with great vengeance against those who murdered their former lives. The fight they will fight with raw hate and they will drive with a drive that cannot be fathomed by those who are merely play acting at politics and terror. True terror will arrive at the people's doors and they will cry. They will scream and they will beg for mercy, but it will fall upon the deaf ears of the men who just wanted to be left alone. And like I said, I don't believe in the hate. I don't believe in fighting with hate, with rage or any of that. But we're being forced into this position right now. And, you know, Scott had covered, you know, a couple of episodes back when, you know, he was talking about we are peaceful. Jesus walked this earth and was very loving and very peaceful. But there was a time where Christ flipped those tables. And right now, there is absolutely nothing more dangerous than the man and the woman who just want to be left alone. All we want to do is take care of our families. We want to live a life in, in the eyes of Christ. We want to do the best that we can. We want to work on overcoming the problems and the sins that we do, but we just want to be left alone. But this government, the governments around the world, they're not letting this happen. They're pushing us. They're prodding us. They're provoking us. And it very well may come time, just like in the times of the Bible, where we need to start flipping those tables, where we need to start throwing those rocks. But we don't need to go seeking violence. That is the key. This is a defensive thing right here. If it comes to your door, we need to do everything that we can to protect ourselves and protect, more importantly, the family that we love. We need to protect our religious um, values that we have been given by God. 
We need to protect our Bibles. And they're going to start working with taking away guns. Then they're going to come for our Bibles. They're going to come for our families. And this is where we're looking right now. And I know, and we all know that God wins this war, but it's going to get a little uglier before it gets better. You know, even just this week, um, I have been told by multiple people, um, you know, that we need to make sure that your gas tanks are topped off. And it's very important right now. Um, this was actually uh, some of my friends from military intelligence, and they didn't say because prices are going high, although the news media right now is saying that prices and gas are about to rise again. This sounded more like uh, some, you know, a possible shortage. We've had two of our big petrol plants um, or fossil fuel plants um, catch on fire over the last week. We've got a major hurricane right now for all of my coastal Gulf um, family in here. Um, especially those that live in Florida and the Alabama. And I'd even be opening my eyes if I was a little bit further west than that, like possibly um, in New Orleans and that area. Major hurricane coming. Um, we all know that what, right off the bat, this thing's going to be a Category 4 once it gets into the Gulf, which is pretty big. By the Lord's grace, I'm hearing that it's going to die down a little bit, and it may hit land as only a 2 or a 1, which is still pretty devastating. So go ahead, guys. Make sure that you're prepared. Get to the stores today because there's going to be just absolute chaos in the stores as we move forward to um, Thursday when this thing is supposed to hit. But also be prepared for anybody that's on the Gulf Coast right now. Get your guard um, and then around the United States because this is going to affect everybody as far as gas goes. Make sure that you keep your cars topped off because I've been in a situation before where I literally um, had to wait days in order to get any gas into the gas station, cars around the block at the one gas station that had a little bit of gas. They rise the prices up on everything. So just like Scott's been saying for the last couple of years, as far as where we're going and life in general, make sure you guys are all prepared. And we are definitely going to keep on praying, 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 because uh, right now this is all in God's hands. So, but guys, so anyways, I've got a video lined up that I'm going to be playing after we do our prayer. And it's called um, Glass Forever Full. And it kind of goes over just how life was for many of us. Because I'd, I'd say the majority of us that are here today knew life in a different way when we were growing up as kids. You know, we were drinking out of the faucets. We were staying outside until either the mosquito truck went by and it was too stinky outside for us to stand, stay outside. Or when the lights came on, just like our parents said, stay outside, don't come home until those lights come back on. You know, we knew where all of our friends were just by riding down the road and, and finding that one yard that had all the bicycles in it. You know, life was a lot different back in the day and things have really changed, especially over these last couple of years. Our children today are growing up in a different time, not knowing the unity, the love that we used to have. We used to be more involved in our communities. We used to know the name of our police officers that, that were, you know, doing their job in our small little towns. Or um, in the urban areas, you know, some of the bigger cities, you know, you knew the officers that would walk your block. They put them on the police. They put them in the police cars at that point. They separated from the community. They were no longer here to necessarily serve the public as much as uh, watch the public. Times are a lot different. Guys, I remember a day where we knew our neighbors. Thank you so much, Prodor. That's exactly where I was going. We knew our neighbors. You know, right now, I walked around my neighborhood and I introduced myself to everybody that was here. And uh, there's only two neighbors in my neighborhood, which will still say, hi, how are you doing? Um, everybody just wants to be antisocial at this point. It's all about social media. It's all about getting caught up in watching movies, playing video games, which is a big thing that, that Scott went over last week about 
you know, ruining the dopamine levels in our children, pushing things through that don't appear to be drugs, but absolutely have the same impact as drugs do. The world's a way different place today. And unfortunately, our kids are growing up not knowing exactly what we knew, which is why I'm going to play this video because it kind of goes over on where we were and where we are today. The kids especially are just in the strangest place. They're, they're based they're They are being attacked by the devil everywhere that they go way more than we did. You know, I had said before when I was in school, um, I just assumed that when I left school for the day, when I was in second, you know, first, second grade, that my teacher either lived in the classroom or just dissipated, disappeared until I got back to school the next day. But now today it's everything but that kids know everything about their teacher, their sex lives and everything like this. And it's just, uh, it's going to be a big fight for us guys, a big battle, but it is 11 after the hour guys. So let's go ahead and get to some spiritual warfare and let's pray. Dear heavenly father. Thank you for everything that you blessed us with. Thank you for giving us a family that we can get together with every single day and in, in, in your name and in prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for giving us the opportunity not only to know you, but to get to know you better and more every single day. Dear Lord, I ask during these times that you just let us pray the strongest prayers that we can pray. Please, dear Lord, give us discernment, give us strength, and give us courage during these times. Dear Lord, we have a fight that we're walking into. And we want to be as passive as possible, dear Lord. We want to be, do exactly what Jesus did and just try to help people in the most passive ways. But we also understand, dear Lord, that it may come to a time where we do have to pick up those rocks and flip those tables. I ask when that time comes, dear Lord, that we know 100% that this is coming from you and not us. Dear Lord, please give us your will and everything that we do and everything we say. Please, dear Lord, let it be in our podcast. Let us speak in your will and not ours even our threads, even in normal communication as we go through each day, dear Lord. Let us do your work. And dear Lord, not, let us not get caught up in the emotions that the devil is trying to steer into our lives. There's no room for hate, dear Lord. There's no room for anxiety. There's no room for fear. You've warned us over and over again. Fear not. So dear Lord, give us the greatest of courage. Dear Lord, put the armor on, on us put the armor on our children. And if that armor ever does crack, dear Lord, and it does crack from time to time, dear Lord, please mend that armor so that the devil can't slip in. No, no matter who we are in this life, dear Lord, the closer we get to you, the more the devil intervenes in our lives. And we need to find that strength to stand up against Satan. And we need to be ready to battle all of the demons and the evil that's in this world. Dear Lord, allow please pray for our friends please pray for our family but dear lord please pray for our enemies too let them turn their hearts around to find you to repent for what they've done dear lord please bless trump and let him get down on his knees in front of a camera and just repent for everything that he's done dear lord let him praise your name publicly so that the world would change Dear Lord, some people have more impact than others do on this earth, and Trump would be one of those people that would wake many people up. But dear Lord, I want to thank you so much for just bringing more and more people back to you every single day. Every time I get on any social media, I see more people praying, more people reaching out to you, more people are waking up to the tyranny that's in this world. And dear Lord, I thank you for lifting that veil just a little bit. But dear Lord, giving us the opportunity to turn people around so that they can see what's underneath that veil, so they can see the truth. Dear Lord, you are the only one that can save souls, but you have given us the ability 
to introduce them to you, to walk them to you so that they can find that narrow path so that their soul may be saved. There's no better time than today, dear Lord, for people to get to know you, to get on their knees, to be vulnerable for that one moment, knowing that you have our backs and you're going to protect us even in the most vulnerable moments, dear Lord. And we are thankful. We are gracious for everything that you brought into our lives. We're grateful, dear Lord, that you allow us to speak, that you allow us to pray, that you allow us to wake up every single day, to hug our moms, to talk to our friends. There's so much that we take for granted, dear Lord. Dear Lord, let us see through the innocence of a child. We are always your children, dear Lord. Let our souls always be as youthful and innocent as a child. Let us grow strength as humans, dear Lord, so that we can fight this fight, but never let us lose ourselves in this war. Never let us stray from that narrow path that you've given us. Never let us stray from you. Always let us get closer to you and let our hearts get stronger. Dear Lord, please forgive us for all of our sins, dear Lord. We we mess up every single day but we're trying to be better, dear Lord, and the effort shows you. So I just ask, dear Lord, that you just have a little bit more patience with me and everyone else, dear Lord, as we work to be better people. And dear Lord, let us have patience with others as you had patience with us. We love you, dear Lord, with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Oh my goodness, guys. I'll tell you, it's just been it just every week just gets a little bit more emotional. Um, you start seeing things that appear to be good. You start seeing things that just seem to get worse. Um, one great thing is, is Europe seems to be waking up a little bit. Um, I noticed that, uh, and, and I don't know where this goes because it's hard to trust anybody. That's another thing, you know, is we have to pray for that discernment from our Heavenly Father just so we know who to trust anymore. We've had people that we've trusted in this movement that have let us down. Um, even even our, our pastors and churches have done the same thing. They're straying off um, just recently. And this just broke my heart. And I'm sure you guys have heard about it too. Is uh, There was a church in Katy, Texas that had a bingo drag queen event serving alcohol at a church. And somebody went in with the camera and uh, filmed the inside of the church. And, and they were talking about the transparency closets where they had chest binders for children, you know, girl clothes for guys and guy clothes for girls. And this is our church. This is the one place that you think that we could go and get away from all the tyranny and the evil in the world. But just like the devil being a a masterful deceptor, he used the churches in order to infiltrate us and and to change our hearts and to get us focused on something different to distract and, and brainwash and indoctrinate our children. And it's getting worse and worse every single day. Um, and it's not just this church. It's happening in states all around the entire country, all around the world. They're dealing with the same thing. But thank for the Lord Almighty waking people up because most people, they're not cool with this. They don't want this in their lives. They just want to be left alone. They want the parents to be able to raise their children, to teach their children when their children are ready and mature enough to understand what sexuality is not at five years old, but the reason that they're going younger and younger in these churches right now and in these uh, schools and the churches right now is because children don't even start developing logic into their brains until they're about five years old. And then it doesn't fully develop until you're 26. So you start at an age where children don't understand what logic is and they'll, it's easier to believe anything. They're sponges. So they grow up thinking that this is the way that life's supposed to be. And they're not giving the parents a chance to even understand. They're, they're keeping these secrets. They're hiding this stuff 
from all of the parents, you know, around our country, which is why, you know, it's important to get to know your local area, get to know your sheriff, get to understand it and start voting on a local level because it, it really does change at the bottom, not the top. We've always been taught that the most important um, the most important elections are the federal elections, and we're learning right now that that is absolutely anything but the truth. So I've got a video that I'm going to play for you real quick. It's about five minutes long, and it's called The Glass Forever Full. And this is just kind of my little run-through as to what life used to be like and what life is like now and how we can always just stay positive in this fight, back each other up, maintain that unity so that our glass is always forever full. Every day I find myself being bombarded by the glass half-empty media, unbelievably being able to spend everything into fear-mongering political doom and gloom. As an optimist who will never say it's over until I can no longer take breath, I struggle daily with patience, trying to locate that light at the end of this tunnel. Always feeling like a dog on a leash, being relentlessly taunted by the elite that would just as soon see us six feet under. Although I pray that even the worst of them find redemption, I also pray that I can find it in my heart to believe it. I have always felt like I was born in an era that did not suit me, but I have never felt more like an anachronism than I do today. As a child, I remember bi-yearly block parties where people gathered as an entire neighborhood. I remember knowing the name of the police officers that served in the different areas of town, a time where the whole community came together to help somebody in hard times. But today, the thing that makes me miss those times the most are the times after dinner with my family watching the news. Honestly, I hated the news at that age, but I now appreciate all the feel-good stories that were about 75% of the nighttime news platform. Even the things that we thought silly, like a fireman rescuing a cat from a tree, would be an absolute blessing to see on Fox News these days. In just 45 years, I have personally watched the world go from kids saying please and thank you to kids dressing in drag. We have gone from kids raised in church to atheists, now to youth openly mocking God. Married couples on television sleeping in two beds to three single people doing everything but sleep in one bed. Ask any teenager today what the Dewey Decimal System is, and chances are they've never even been to a library. We have long passed the days of our youth playing outside, throwing mud and drinking from the faucet, and entered a time of technological communication and semi-antisocial distracted kids. I can appreciate things like electricity, information at our fingertips, and the many other things that make our lives easier but it is dangerous to be ignorant to the things that got us to this point to begin with. Other than God, there are only four things that we absolutely physically need to survive. Food, fire, water, and shelter. Anything else is a luxury. Most children being raised today never learn how to acquire what they need to survive for themselves. Our few organizations prepared kids to be self-sustained, like the Boys and Girl Scouts, have been tainted by design. This is the single most important knowledge we can obtain because it removes the power and the reliance from big government. Those other luxuries will mean absolutely nothing the day a government decides to openly control every aspect of our lives. In Revelation, the Bible refers to the mark of the beast. Many believe that it's an RFID chip, which does fit into the New World Order agenda. Revelation references a time where people would be given a choice to take the mark of the beast and live in a society of digital currency, being able to live in cities, buy and sell goods, or deny the mark, either losing your life or fleeing to the mountains with an unwavering commitment to God that assures you will be given what you need to survive. Although I am already certain of my decision, 
I also know that the fear of reality will come over me like a vicious storm the day that I am forced to make that choice. But I also know that many men and women with many different skills will find one another deep in the hills once this time comes. I see that choice getting closer every day, watching the world mimic more and more biblical prophecy. It breaks my heart knowing that all my blood family around the world, although they do go to church, are still oblivious to these events. Of all the evil and dangerous people that are trying to control this world, the most dangerous is the preacher of your local church that submits to social structure instead of watching over its congregation. I am no biblical expert or leader, but I try to play some part in pointing out the truth, no matter how crazy it makes me seem. Our church leaders should know the Bible well enough to see what is happening in this world and help shine that light on the people. At the end of the day, I'm thankful that we have other platforms with so many great people doing what they can to get love and truth to the world. It is an honor to be around so many people who are willing to tell the truth, despite the social consequences. Although we would all love to see international justice, the spiritual awakening is the only part that really matters. When your enemy thrives on darkness and fear, our greatest weapon is love and light. When I first saw all the people asking for prayers on Twitter, my heart became sad until I realized it was because more people were actually coming to prayer. Everything has two sides and can be perceived in multiple ways. How do you choose to see it? Being able to see the beauty of a wilting rose can become one of the many small things that makes a perfect day. Although the big events shine the brightest light, it will always be the conglomeration of every little ray of light that will keep your glass forever full. I tell you guys, you know, life has really changed since we were all younger. I mean, in a major, major way. And then over these last four or five years, it's become more so. And I tell you guys, for those of you who watched uh, our Brothers in the Bible last night, you know, I talked about how I've been under a big attack from the devil over the last week and a half. And it's been horrible. Um, I've just been kind of in a funk. And then I'll come on and I'll smile and I'll be happy on the show because the last thing I want to do is pass that on to anybody else. But since last night's show um, and all of you people just being so kind and so loving in the prayers, I woke up today and uh, I, I just feel I, I'm, I'm not feeling great physically, but I'm feeling great emotionally. Um, I mean, I'm just full of emotion right now. And honestly, while I was watching this or listening to this video, I was reading some of your comments and I tell you, you know, it's so heartwarming and you just almost wants to bring a tear to your eye just going back and remembering those little things. You know, I saw some of you talking about roller skating. I saw, you know, just venturing back into what we used to do and how simple life used to be. You know, we would gather together on, on these little holiday festivals and now they try not to have these things at all because they just don't know the violence is going to be there, the chaos where we're seeing just calamity break around the world. And there was crime back in our day. There certainly was crime back in our day, but it wasn't, consistent it wasn't something that you see everywhere and i understand that we didn't have cameras back then like we do today but nonetheless there was a point when we were younger where the news actually talked about you know happy things you know it wasn't all just negative you know we just even like i was saying in that video you guys remember when they would talk about a fireman that would climb up into a tree and save a cat you know we used to laugh about that like what a silly thing to put on the news but what a blessing that would be today, just something beautiful and something happy. And, you know, that's the great thing about having the Lord Almighty and Christ in our life is that we can find that happiness in the midst of this turmoil. We can find the courage because he's told us not to fear. 
and we're going to come together. And there's going to be, like I said, it's going to get uglier. It's going to get uglier before it gets better. We know that God comes and God saves this day. And it's not going to be a human. It may, God may use humans, but God is the one that we need to put first and foremost. You know, um, even for the people, I see a lot of people that still idolize Trump. And you know what? Trump may very well do something good. He may actually be being used by God, but you need to put God first. It's not Trump doing it. It's God doing it through Trump, you know, just like God, it, just like us. Whenever we do good deeds, whenever we, we, you know, lay our hands and heal, anything like that, this isn't us that's doing it. It's Lord Almighty. It's God. And he's given us these wonderful blessings. We are conduits for any great deeds that happen on this earth. You know, we may be um, helping somebody in their life. They're remote. We are the copper wire. But God, God is the battery. God is what keeps us going. He's what energizes us. He's what gives us any, any great things. Like I said, that we do comes directly from the Lord Almighty. And we can't forget that. You know, many of all of us understand that. But we know right now, and as I was talking to Scott um, last night, we're both kind of at a point where it's hard to tell what's happening right now on this earth. It's hard to tell who's on whose side, who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. It's hard to tell any of that stuff. You know, you guys may be familiar with the term Occam's razor. Well, Occam's razor basically allows you to take um, multiple things that are happening and deduct the most logical um, answer. Which one is the most logical theory? That, uh, there is no Occam's razor anymore. It's gotten so confusing that there is no logical answer for any of this going on. The only logical thing that's happening right now, the one thing that we know and, and Scott and I agreed on this. The most important thing is making sure that we do everything that we can to help lead other people to Christ, to help wake up those few that are right there on that fence and bring them over to God. That is the greatest deed that we can do right now. God didn't ask much of us at all, but he wanted us to witness, witness for God and to preach the gospel. The gospel is all of, is Christ. And, and all the beautiful things that Christ did for us, the things that he taught us, and then the ultimate sacrifice that he did, the tearing of the temple, which gave us that direct communication with God, gave us his personal phone number. We don't need to go to a preacher or a priest or anybody anymore in order to speak to God for us. No, when Christ died on that cross, we got God's direct line, his personal phone number. We can communicate with them now. And that's great. It's in a beautiful time saver. We don't have to go out of our way to do it. We can pray 20 times a day. We can get on our knees. And I said last night on my show, you know, one of the most beautiful things about prayer and going down to your knees is being on your knees is a very vulnerable position. It leaves you off guard. It leaves you focused on something else, not being on your feet in order to retaliate. So when you go to your knees, that is a sign to God that you trust him, that even on your knees with your eyes closed, not looking, not seeing, but just talking to God, that God's looking over you. He's watching over you. And you being on your knees with your eyes closed is proof to him that you have 100% and absolute trust in him. Even in the midst of war, I will go down to my knees and feel quite comfortable that during that prayer, not a bullet will touch me, not a sword will scar me, because I've got the Lord Almighty watching over me, just like every single one of you. It's an absolutely beautiful thing. And, you know, we don't want to lose that. You know, Jeff has Jeff um, S. has had said many times, and this is probably the most profound thing I think I've heard about, about Scripture or about hell in particular, 
is that the worst part of the hell isn't the burning. It's not being poked with a pitchfork. It's not being taunted by demons every day. It's the lack of God because there, once you're in hell, there is no God. There's no praying. No one's listening to you. You are cut off. That is the worst possible aspect of hell, the separation from you and the Lord Almighty, which is why we have to work hard, not just for ourselves. Like I said, we make mistakes every single day. But to help those other people, the ones that aren't willing to, to wake up quite yet or the ones that refuse to wake up, period. And I've said it before, too, is that praying for our enemies, just like God asked us, is so important. But we have to be sincere about it. And, you know, there's days where I just have so much disdain for the people that are doing so much harm against us that it's hard for me. I mean, I will pray. But is that prayer sincere? So I follow my prayer with, dear Lord, please Put it into my heart to sincerely believe that these people can be changed, to, to get into my heart and be able to pray for the Pelosi's and the Joe Biden's and the Adam Schiff's of this world. Because with God can change anything. He created everything from absolute nothing. He created time. He created space. He created matter. He created all of us. Some of us he created and threw that mold away because he didn't want another one of us, you know, but there's just pride in that is that God loved us enough to send his son back down here so that we had a fighting chance that we did not have before. You know, we, we are very, very fortunate and we need to express that fortune to all the other people around this world and hopes that they find what we find the community that comes together every single day with all of you. I can't tell you how much good you guys do for me. And as much as, you know, doing these shows, as much as I want to say the right thing, the wise thing, that great thing that may inspire you or help you through your day, I can promise you one thing. You guys do more for me than I will ever be able to do for you. And I am grateful and thankful for that. So my friends, I'm going to go ahead and end this one up and I'm going to play about 30 minutes of music after our uh, extra. And uh, I just wanted to thank you and just tell you what an honor it is to be here. I'll be doing this again probably tomorrow. I'll be running um, some recordings for um, of interviews that you have not heard for Bards FM. And then Scott, once he gets to his hotel, will be doing Fishers of Men tonight and tomorrow. And then I'll be back home on Wednesday. So everything's going to get back to normal. And I know you guys are looking to it too. We love Scott. And I'd imagine he is pretty worn out. So keep him in your prayers on this last part of the journey. Make you know, Pray that his gas tank is always filled, that his car is running perfectly. And that God just continue, continues to just lead him where he's supposed to go. Because even though this is the last leg of his trip, he still has a couple more days on this trip. And we know one thing is that even when we think our trip is over, God is putting other things into our lives and putting us into other people's lives because he's got a mission. So let's just see how these last two days go on his journey. But I love you all very, very much. God bless you. And I leave you with this. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. 
Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. So, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.
To break these chains and fly away.
Guys, I'm just gonna go ahead and do one more song. I know we're a little bit over our time, but she looks across the country. One more song. As if it's under her command. There's nothing to remember. There's nothing to pretend.
All right, guys, since we went old school today talking about what life was back back in the day when we were younger, I figured that a great dessert would just be some simple blueberry cheesecake homemade ice cream, the kind that you used to put out in the back with all the ice cubes and the salt and just grind it all day long so that you can enjoy it with your family later in the day. These are the little things that I just absolutely miss and I absolutely love from the day. And this is simple joys in life, guys. 
the, the joy in life and the happiness doesn't even need to be complicated. It can be as simple as just making your own ice cream and enjoying it with the family. So go get it. If you guys don't like blueberries, go with some strawberry. Strawberry cheesecake, homemade ice cream. Guys, I will be back tonight for a Bards FM. We've got an interview that's pre-recorded that he did uh, this morning right before he left. And then Scott will be back this evening for Fishers of Men. Thank you so much for being so welcoming to me. I will also be back tomorrow, more than likely to host uh, Bended Knee again. I love y'all very, very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go out and have a little bit of fun. Hopefully, you're not at work anymore. You're at home. If not, just get through the day, guys, and get home and avoid the media. It's going to be there tomorrow. Love y'all very, very much. God bless, and I will see you tonight.